friends, I am so excited for this conversation today here on the Love Your People Well podcast. If you are a busy Christian mom, if you ever talk with someone, a friend, or you hear someone's story and you walk away finding yourself thinking, oh my gosh, how do they do it? Or I'm falling short. Or I just don't think I could do that. You find yourself walking away from a conversation feeling discouraged rather than encouraged. My friend, this conversation is exactly where you need to be. We are going to be talking today about comparisonitis. We're talking about why it is that we have this tendency to compare ourselves. Typically, really, let's be honest, we're comparing our worst parts to someone else's best parts. And we're going to be talking about that today. Why is it that that happens? The mom guilt that that creates that is totally unnecessary. And we're going to move from just why it happens to talk about some practical tips for what you can do when that thought process pops up, rears its ugly head to stop it in its tracks. That is what we are talking about today, my friend. Comparisonitis, mom guilt, why does it happen, and how do we stop it? If that sounds helpful for you, if that sounds appealing for you, then I want you to do two things. Number one, my friend, I want you to scroll down into the show notes and find the link for our brand new Facebook group and click the link, my friend. I want you to join us in this online community because we are all about crushing the mom guilt, crushing the comparisonitis. This is a group to engage, encourage, and equip busy mamas just like you, just like me, so that we can walk the road of real life, messy life, real relationships together. So we can help each other, build each other up, and encourage each other. So if this conversation that we're about to have on today's podcast episode sounds meaningful for you, sounds helpful for you, then the Facebook group, trust me, it is your people. You want to join us. So find that link in the show notes. Click it. There's like uh, three, two or three questions. It's super easy. Join the group. We would love to have you be a part of this community so that we can encourage one another. And then what is step number two? My friend, step number two is grab that cup of coffee, pop in those earbuds, and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. So friends, I want to start our conversation today by telling you a little bit of the background of why it is that we're having this conversation today. Um, I've recently had the experience, and, and actually I have found since I had triplets, uh, which is less than two years ago, um, and of course, then it was 2020 and the crazy world of coronavirus hit. And so who knows how many people I might have interacted with as a new mom to triplets. But in the time of COVID, it was not a lot of people. And as that has been phasing out and I've been reconnecting uh, with ladies, particularly at church, you know, trying to get in with some small groups and Bible studies and connecting with ladies again at church, 
this same experience has happened a few times where, you know, you have that conversation, oh, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. What do you do? And, and so I'll tell them, you know, hey, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I've got triplets. Life is crazy. I'm also a counselor, uh, but I kind of stepped away from that, and I've started this new online ministry that uh, includes this podcast. And, you know, I'll tell them, like, that little blurb about who I am, what I do. And several times I have seen the look on their face, and they've even commented, like, oh, my gosh, how do you find time to do all of that? How are you home with triplets and you're still doing some stuff for the counseling agency because I do a few hours a week helping them with like social media and that sort of thing. And you've started a new business and you're doing a podcast. How do you do it all? And, and maybe they intend that to be encouraging. Uh, that might be the case, but I see that look on their face, which tells me they are comparing themselves and what it's like for them as a mom with a little one. And they're comparing themselves to me and feeling like they fall short. And that is, number one, the complete opposite of my mission. My mission, my calling from the Lord is to help and encourage, to lift up busy mamas who are trying to raise their kids to know the Lord, who are trying to draw closer to the Lord themselves and care for their family and maybe once in a while take a shower and take care of themselves. My goal is to help women feel better about themselves and their relationships, not to feel worse. And so when I see that look on their face, it just hits me to the core. And I find myself walking away thinking, what, what's going on here? Because I'm not going to walk, I mean, I'm not going to lie in those conversations. I'm not going to hold back about what it is that my life looks like today. But I know that they're walking away with two things happening. And these are the two things we're going to talk about today. They're walking away thinking that somehow I have it all together. My friends, that's not true. Okay, so they don't see behind the scenes. They hear the blurb and they think, wow, that's incredible. I don't think I could do that. And so they're not seeing the the real life picture, the behind the scenes. And, you know, you can't share all of that in, in a five minute conversation before Bible study. But they can't see behind the scenes. And so it leaves them, I think, sometimes with a false impression of what all of this looks like for me. And the second piece is they walk away comparing themselves, comparing their real life, the messiness, the sleepless nights with a little one, the tantrums and, and just all the things, the, the conflict with their husband, all the different things of real life. They're comparing that to what they have now thought walked away thinking is this perfect reality of my life. And that is not true. And so I'm using myself today as our example, because I do not at all want people to interact with me and my story, and walk away comparing themselves to that feeling the mom guilt, feeling down on themselves feeling discouraged in their relationships. Because number one, that's not a true picture of my life of my relationships of my ministry. And number two, I want us all to have some practical tools in our belt, in our back pocket that we can use when we have those interactions, when we open up social media and we're scrolling through Instagram and thinking, wow, that is not what my, my house is not that clean. My kid never smiles like that for a picture, or we're having a conversation at church or with a friend or at the grocery store, whatever it might be. And we find ourselves thinking, oh, wow, she has it all together and I don't. I'm falling short. 
as a mom. I wish I was a better wife. You know, we find some of those mom guilt thought processes creeping in. So we're going to talk today about why this happens, what is uh, more a picture of real life, and again, I'm going to use myself as an example, and then what do we do when comparisonitis rears its ugly head? What can we do so that we don't walk away feeling discouraged, but instead, hopefully, we have a genuine connection with someone and we find ourselves lifted up in how we're going to go home and live the life that God has actually called us to as individuals. So it's a lot to cover. I realize that. I'm praying that the Lord will just use my tongue, give me the exact right words that are going to encourage you in the moment that you are at today. So I'm using my own story as an example because I've had these recent interactions and it is not my mission or my goal to make people feel discouraged. And it's not true. If people walk away thinking, wow, she's got it all together. Um, I mean, they don't typically say that to me, but that look on their face makes me think that's a part of their thought process, that they're thinking she's got it all together and I don't, and they feel bad about that. Nope, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, friend. We're going to kick that to the curb and we're going to talk about what does real life actually look like? So as we talk about this topic, um, I'll start with my usual disclaimer. I am a therapist, mom guilt, comparisonitis. I mean, this is stuff that comes up all the time in the counseling room, but this podcast is not counseling. This is not professional therapy. And there is a link in the show notes to some of our earlier episodes on the podcast um, that may help you understand or think about when or if counseling might be helpful for you. But this podcast is not the place. This is not counseling. Okay, so we have all of that in mind. So let's start with the question of why does this happen? And I think the answer is pretty simple. Um, it happens because, well, I would say of two reasons. Ultimately, because we listen to the lies of the enemy. Um, as a Christian, as I read the Bible, it is very clear that God is truth and he is good and he is light. And Satan is all about lies and deception. And when we hear that lie in our own head, whispering in our ear, saying, oh, you're falling short. You're not doing a good job. You're not as good as that other mom. You, you really could be a better wife. There's usually a kernel of truth in there. We all could be a better wife. Let's be honest. This is real life and we're broken people. And Satan uses that tiny little kernel of truth to pull us away from the truth of God. And so ultimately, when we find ourselves getting trapped in this comparisonitis, mom guilt, uh, the emotions and the thoughts that come with that, we're listening to lies. We're getting sucked into that. And the other piece of it, the second piece that I think influences us and leads us in this direction is particularly for us as women, we are very relational. We want to connect with people and we care so much about our husbands and our kids, about God, about our church, about our friends. We care so much about these relationships and these people that when we have a thought that maybe we're falling short, we're not doing a good job, um, it really hits home. It really rocks us at our core. And those two things combined, the lies of the enemy and our natural um, God-given desire to love our people well, sometimes those combine and lead us in a dangerous direction. That is some of the why. Why is it that we get stuck in this way of thinking? We compare ourselves to others. We feel guilty and discouraged. 
when we interact with someone and walk away thinking um, whatever it might specifically look like, but we walk away with the general message in our own head that they are better than I am at fill in the blank. They're a better mom. They're a better wife. They're a better businesswoman. They're a better whatever. They're a better Christian. Now, I'm not going to say that they don't have strengths that you might not have, but trust me, friend, you also have strengths that that person does not have. And when we get stuck in mom guilt, we're typically looking at the worst parts of ourselves and the best parts of someone else. So there are five responses to this that we're going to think about today. And we're going to start with me sharing some of the behind the scenes, okay, of my real life. Because as I've already mentioned, the whole uh, impetus, is that the right word? Probably. The whole uh, reason for this conversation today is some recent interactions that I have had where I can tell the other woman is walking away comparing herself to me, feeling less than, feeling discouraged because of my little blurb about who I am and and what I'm doing at this season of life. And I'm not going to try to shy away from what I'm doing right now, but when we see behind the scenes, when we really get to see real life with other people, usually that goes a long way in curbing that comparisonitis because all of a sudden we see, oh, oh, maybe you don't have it all together. Maybe there are some things going on that are helpful for you or things that are influencing why your little blurb makes me walk away thinking you've got it all together. So we're going to start with some of that behind the scenes. And then, so that's point number one, and then we're going to look at four action steps, four strategies that we can use, four tools that we can have in our back pocket for when we wind up in that place of mom guilt and comparing ourselves to other people. But I do think that that first step is the better we get to know people, the more that we uh, try to look behind the curtain at what's going on, um, the more accurate our picture will be of that other person. And then it helps us to be more realistic and accurate as we compare ourselves to them, um, if that is the kind of line of thinking that our brain is going in. So let's talk about a few things behind the scenes. So, So my little blurb when I meet people Um, These days, as I'm recording this summer, well, end of summer 2021, um, I've been a counselor for over 10 years. I've been a Christian for over 10 years. Um, I do consider myself very close to the Lord. I'm very intentional with some of my spiritual disciplines. Although even that, you know, go back and listen to episode, what is episode 26 about handling conviction with the Holy Spirit. Uh, I am not always as consistent as I would like to be and as I generally am with my prayer time, my Bible time. Um, But anyway, back to my little blurb. Okay, who am I? When I meet people, tell them about my life. I'm a counselor. I'm a Christian. I've got triplets. They're not quite two years old yet. And I'm not in the counseling room anymore because I'm home with my kids. But I still help that local ministry. I still help them on the side a little bit. And I have started this new online ministry, Love Your People Well, LLC. A big part of that is the podcast and trying to provide additional resources and tools and community. Shameless plug, join our Facebook group, join the community. I'm trying to do all of that in a goal of helping busy Christian moms strengthen their family relationships their spiritual growth, and their own mental health. So that's kind of the blurb. And I realized listening to that, it's easy to walk away thinking, wow, you've got triplets. Okay, that's huge and overwhelming in and of itself. Oh, and you have two jobs and you're running a household 
And, you know, we start to pile on all this stuff. So what is going on behind the scenes, my friend? All that stuff is true. I have triplets. They're toddlers. I run this ministry. I post twice a week on the podcast. Um, All of these things are accurate. And a big part of what's going on behind the scenes is let's give God the glory. He has given me strengths that have helped me in some of these areas. I, uh, I'm a very organized person. Um, a lot of what I talk about here on the podcast, I'm not sitting down and doing hours of research. I've already done the research. I've already sat with people. I'm trying to bring um, themes and points and action steps that I have already worked on over the past 10 years with women in the counseling room. This is not new stuff. And so a lot of that comes more easily to me than it might to other people because I already have the experience, because I'm already very administratively organized. And trust me, when I get stressed out at home, sometimes that's because things are not as organized as they used to be or as I would like to be. And uh, that's just not the season of life with three little ones at home. But that is one of my strengths that helps me uh accomplish everything in that blurb, right? Helps me run a household and raise my kids and have this ministry and and do some of the business stuff. But that's real life. My friend, you also have strengths, probably many that I do not have and that I wish that I had. And so undoubtedly, we all have strengths and we do want to acknowledge those. But a, a second big part of the behind the scenes, at least for my life, is that we have had a ton of help my friend, when people found out we were having triplets, my mom, who worked from home at the time, and now she's retired, I mean, she basically, during the time of COVID, because she couldn't travel back and forth very easily, she basically lived right next door to us for uh, six months, eight months, it was a long time. That is a ton of help when you have newborns, just one newborn, let alone when you have three, we have had a lot of help. My, my mom has been very involved. My mother-in-law has been very involved. Uh, my husband's workplace, he works at a Christian school. They did a huge diaper drive for us. We are almost two years later still finishing off some of the diapers that they collected during their homecoming week. We have gotten a lot of help. And that is not something people see in my like, hey, we're just meeting or having a conversation. But trust me, this ministry would not exist if my mom and my mother-in-law had not been available to help with some child care and some cleaning and different things like that. I'm going to hit on two more points, okay, just to give a more realistic picture behind the scenes. And again, make sure that you're applying this to whatever it is that you find yourself uh, struggling with some comparisonitis about. Um, My third point would be I enjoy it. Guys, I really enjoy doing this podcast. I love reading your reviews. When you leave a review on your podcast player, I have an iPhone, so I use Apple Podcasts, but I know in Podbean and Spotify and all the places you can leave reviews, but especially in Apple Podcasts, I love reading the reviews. I love getting DMs on Instagram. I'm really enjoying our new Facebook community. I like doing this work. I like having these conversations and I like connecting with you. I like helping people. And so it's a lot easier to get stuff done when you enjoy it. And the last point that I would say is um, if you actually looked like if I wrote down everything I do in the course of a day, it looks like a lot on paper. It's a long list, but these things do not take a lot of time. And so, um, you know, yes, I still help the counseling agency where I used to see clients. I help them three, five 
hours a week, okay? Three hours, five hours here. Uh, once in a while, it's maybe 10 hours a week if we have a big thing going on. So it's not a lot of time. And the love your people well stuff, like I have already said, it's not a lot of time because I don't have to do some of the prep that other podcasters have to do. Um, yes, of course, it does take some time and I have to be intentional about that. But when we put all of these kind of behind the scenes pieces together, I have strengths that the Lord has given me and past experiences. I've had a lot of help as a new mom to triplets. I enjoy the work that I'm doing and a lot of the tasks really don't take a lot of time. All of that together, when I meet someone at Bible study and I tell them my little blurb, I, I think that if they knew all of that background, if they, you know, if we keep getting to know each other and we deepen that friendship over time, they will see all of the things the Lord has put in place that have allowed me to have this story, to have this testimony, to allows me to be home with my kids and invest with them and have some of the business stuff, the ministry stuff going as well. So wherever you are, friend, this is point, ultimately, this is point number one about how do we handle comparisonitis and mom guilt? Try to get a realistic picture in your mind of what's going on for someone. If they are telling you their story or you're looking at their social media feed and you're thinking, wow, they have got it all together. You know, if they got that perfect looking kitchen, they might hire a house cleaner and you don't do that. And that's okay, but it probably does mean their kitchen is going to look cleaner than yours. That's all a-okay. But just try to get a more realistic picture of what the Lord has brought into their life, what support they're getting, what strengths and talents the Lord might have given them which might help you understand better um, why it is that their life looks the way it does, the way you're looking at it right now. And it might give you a more accurate picture when you then think about, you know, their best side and your worst side. Our four other points, our four other tools that we're going to look at today um, are about how do we handle this comparisonitis when we meet a new friend or wherever we're at and we find ourselves thinking, wow, she has got it all together and I do not what can we do about that? And the first thing that I would highlight there, okay, it's the second thing. The first thing would be <laughs> try to put yourself in their shoes, try to see behind the scenes and, and get a more accurate picture of what's going on. And then lean into God, his plan for your life. And that is a huge part of it. Okay, because so often we're comparing ourselves to someone else. We're looking at my story, my calling, where does God have me today? And we're comparing it to where God has them, that other woman. Where does he have her today? And she undoubtedly is at a different season. I am a mom of triplets. I don't know what it's like to have one newborn. I have no doubt that that's hard work. Yes, it's hard work to have triplets. And if you don't have triplets, you don't know exactly what that's like. We don't always know what other people are, are dealing with or going through, but what we do know is that our God does not make mistakes and that his plans are always good. So if you find yourself struggling with some comparisonitis and some mom guilt, reorient yourself, lean into what God has for you in this season of life. And then the next step I think would be closely tied to that be aware of and intentional about your priorities and your people. Because sometimes we compare ourselves to other people and they're in a season of life where maybe they are prioritizing settling their home. They just moved. We want everything in the perfect place. Uh, we're planning to host groups three nights a week. Hospitality is a big thing for us. And so 
having a clean kitchen, a clean living room, all this stuff is a big priority for them. Whereas you might be in a season of life where you're trying to survive on three hours of sleep because your newborn uh, really likes to be partying at 3 a.m. rather than sleeping at 3 a.m. And you're not having people over to the house right now. You've lived there for 10 years. You've got memories there already. You're in a different season of life and your priorities right now are different. One is not better than the other, but you need to be realistic about what are your priorities and lean into those and accept that other people might have different priorities right now. And that's part of why their picture, their little blurb about who they are, their testimony is going to be different than yours. And these last two points are things we can do right there in the moment. Okay, you're having the conversation and you find yourself thinking, holy cow, I'm a failure as a mom or she's better than me or whatever that thought is that pops into your head. What you want to do there my friend, is pause, you know, remind yourself about God's plan, about your priorities, and simply stop that thought. Call it what it is. Call it a lie. Call it deception. Call it a distraction. Maybe it's not a total lie, but it's unhelpful and it's a distraction. But as soon as you notice the thought, stop the thought. And in the counseling room, often I will, I'll have people say this. We practice saying it out loud. (laughs) Uh, No thought you are a liar. You know, we'll, we'll literally say it out loud. Yes, that's awkward. It feels weird, but it's easier to do it than in your own head. I'm not suggesting you say it out loud when you're having that conversation at the grocery store or at church or wherever it is. But in your own head, you need to be able to say stop. And then redirect that thought, redirect it back to God, uh, redirect it back to your priorities, your people, or our final action step here, redirect that thought to gratitude. Gratitude goes a long way, my friend, in crushing comparisonitis. Undoubtedly, that other person has things in their life that you would enjoy. That clean kitchen, the kids that smile in every picture, the successful job while they stay at home with their kids and they're making millions. And trust me here at Love Your People Well, we're not making millions. (laughs) But whatever it is you're looking at and you're thinking, they've got it all together and I don't. Well, right now you're looking at what would I wish that I had? What am I jealous of? What do I long for? So shift that thought process, my friend. Focus on What do I have that I am thankful for? My kitchen might not be as clean as hers, but I have a kitchen and I have people who want to eat in that kitchen with me. And I fill that refrigerator every week with food. And you know what? It's healthy food. It's not all processed food. You know, whatever it is that you can be thankful for about your actual life and your people. So my friend, let's recap, okay? Comparisonitis, that is a real thing. Mom guilt, that's a real thing. We struggle with it. And it usually comes up because we really want to do a great job loving our people. And we get distracted by listening to the lies of the enemy that tell us you're not enough or you're falling short or whatever that thought is. And the five things that really help us deal with that are number one, try to get a more accurate picture behind the scenes for the other person. And I've shared some of the behind the scenes for myself. Um, You know, I don't share all of that in a two minute intro at Bible study. That's not realistic. But I would hope that other people, as they get to know me, they would see some of that behind the scenes and not compare themselves in a negative way to my situation or my story. 
So try to get behind the scenes. Try to get an accurate picture of what's going on for the other person. Number two, lean into God's plan for you. Know the Lord and trust that his plans are good. Number three, understand your priorities in this season of life. And that's where you're going to invest your time. That's where you're going to invest your energy and your emotion. And it's going to be different from other people. Number four, know your thought process. Recognize the thoughts when they pop up and say stop. Call them what they are. Say stop. That's a lie. That's not helpful. Whatever it is in your head, stop the thought. And then number five, increase thoughts of gratitude, especially in the moment when that pops up, when you say to yourself, ooh, I wish I could do that. She really has it all together. Stop that thought and focus instead on the things you are thankful for, the talents you do have, the good things God has put in your life. So my friend, I hope this conversation is helpful. And as soon as you do join our Facebook group, I hope it's right now, I hope it's today, (laughs) I hope that you will engage with this community, okay? I hope that you will come in and you will let us know if you are struggling with some mom guilt or some comparisonitis and let us know how we can help you with that because this is a sisterhood. We are here to encourage and equip and engage each other. I would also encourage you, my friend, make sure to check out the Love Your People Well website, loveyourpeoplewell.com. Tons of free resources there for you. You can connect with me through the website. You can connect with me through the Facebook group. I am so excited for what God is doing in this ministry. I'm so excited for what he's doing, my friend, in your ministry, in your life, in your family. Even if sometimes it feels like it's not that big of a deal, it's not as impressive as other people's stories, that's a lie, my friend. It is the story God is writing for your life, and let's praise him for it. All right, friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, friend, before you go, if this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at Love Your People Well.